Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Doc Mill Doc, a product of the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Health Affairs. This show is designed to discuss the topics that concern you most when it comes to military health. We welcome your input, your questions, and your thoughts. We're glad you joined us. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Episode 72 of Dot Mill Docs for Thursday, August 20th, 2009. Dot Mill Docs is a weekly show from the Military Health System, and our special guest today is Captain Neil Nido, Director of Preventive Medicine at the Navy's Bureau of Medicine and Surgery. He's here today to tell us all about the seasonal flu vaccines and what the effects might be. Captain Nido, welcome to our show. Yes, thank you. Glad to be here. It's it's great to have you here. Um and we're we're talking about uh, the seasonal influenza and uh I'm not a a doctor or anything, but I know that getting the flu isn't like catching a cold. It, influenza is is a severe, it can even be a, a life-threatening disease. So I guess my first question is going to be when will the seasonal flu vaccine campaign begin specifically for active duty folks? Uh, yes, the uh, actually we're hoping to launch the uh, seasonal flu can in short order. So um, probably uh, some of our uh, uh, military treatment facilities uh, will start receiving the uh, vaccine uh, next week. And then, and then once they receive the vaccine, then they can start uh, planning their uh, rolling out their campaigns uh, in short order to follow. So. Um, but not all the MTFs will get the, their uh, vaccine supplies at the same time, so it's going to be a rollout process. Okay. Well, everybody should be watching out for them at least. Uh, correct. Okay. So that, that's uh, for the active duty folks, but what about all our other beneficiaries, the family members and so forth? When will the seasonal flu vaccine be available for all of them? It should be uh, about the same time. So, again, uh, with the seasonal uh, flu vaccine campaigns that the uh, military has run in the past, we've always pretty much uh, made it available to both the active duty and the uh, dependent and retiree populations, generally uh, around the same time. So in a few years we've had it where we've had to prioritize a little bit and do active duty uh, first for a short period of time. But in general, we um, roll it out to every, all of our beneficiaries at the same time. Okay, well that's that's good news, especially for those uh, for those family members, especially for the little kids. We'll hope that everybody can uh, can get their fair <laughs> shot, so to speak. Right. So, uh, who all should get the seasonal flu vaccine? Uh, in in general, um, you know anybody who's uh, obviously uh, active duty, because again, uh, we need to uh, protect them as they go about protecting our country. So again, uh, all of our active duty folks. And then um, for all of our uh, bene- other beneficiaries, um, although um, in the civilian communities there are you know, prioritization, so certain uh, folks with certain types of diseases should you know, definitely get it. Other folks who are generally healthy um, uh, could you know, potentially not get it. But in general, our philosophy is that you know, everyone uh, should get it. Okay, you made mention of people who have certain illnesses or something like that. How do you know if you're one of, <laughs> if you're one of those people? Um, 
Well, in, in general, talk to your, uh, they should be talking to their primary care physician. So uh, in general, all of our beneficiaries uh, should check with their uh, primary care physician or their uh, local medical treatment facility to find out uh, whether or not they should get the, um, the flu shot and if so, you know, when and how high of a uh, priority they, you know, in receiving it. But in general, we make it available to everybody and in general, we encourage everybody uh, to get it. Okay. Okay. Um, now uh, here I am. I'm in line. I'm I'm going to get this needle jabbed in my arm. Mm-hmm. Is this a seasonal flu vaccine that I'm getting going to protect me from the swine flu and the, the avian flu, the H1N1 flu? You hear about all these different flus. Is this going to protect me from all of them? Well, just to back up a little bit on your statement, you're going to get it jabbed in the arm. Uh, just to let folks know, we do have two different uh, types of vaccines. So one, they can get in, uh, through the nose, and so you don't have to get jabbed. So that's a big hit with the little ones. And then also the traditional ones where you do get get an in- injection as well. But again, like, I'd like to say again, even for uh, you know persons who uh, might be leery of injections, that you know again, the needle technology these days is so so great that again, it, it's it's very you know. Uh, almost pain-free getting these, these injections. It, it, from my so that's no reason to avoid it then, huh? Oh, no. No, right. So no reason to avoid it because we have the two different formulations, the, the uh, one through the nose, uh, it's a spray, and then, and then the traditional through the, in, through the injection. Excellent. But going back to the, the actual question, um, um, the seasonal flu uh, vaccines, um, you know, may provide some slight protection uh, to against other uh, influenza viruses out there, but you know the general thinking is um, you know, you're you can't depend on that, and you really need to get the type specific uh, vaccine uh, um, for whatever it, you know is out there. Uh. So, so again, um, may have some protection, but uh, it's still you're still much better off getting the the type specific vaccine. So in regards to the, you know, H5N1 avian influenza, if that came around and you needed to get a vaccine, just having your regular seasonal flu vaccination would not be good enough. You need to get the specific vaccine. But if if one of these other vaccines were wandering around in my area, I would think that my uh, my primary care manager perhaps would be aware of that and would uh, somehow uh, would notify me if they have that vaccine available for me. Uh, correct. So. Um, your primary care physician or your local uh, MTF facility would have that type of information. Excellent, excellent. So uh, it's possible that I might be getting more than one, and, and there could even be other vaccines that I need if I'm behind. Uh, is, it, is it harmful at all for me to get other vaccines at the same time as I'm getting the, the seasonal vaccine, the seasonal flu vaccine? Uh, no, you, you can get other uh, vaccines. Uh, vaccinations while you're there again your flu vaccination but obviously you should always consult with your uh, primary care physician or with the uh, uh, people who are providing the those seasonal flu vaccination there as well so again they could best guide you as to um, what other vaccines you may receive at the same time okay so it's it, it all it, it basically comes down to uh, check with the doctor and uh, you guys, I guess, are pretty aware of, of the flu situation, what's, what's out there and uh, what we might need. And, and hopefully the, 
whatever whatever vaccine is needed will be available for all of us because this, this is not something we want to mess around with. Uh, correct, correct. Um, but there are um, certain other folks who may need some other uh, types of vaccination. So it's always good to check that you know if you if you're due for another vaccination uh, because of your health status. If you can go ahead and get it right then and there along with your seasonal flu vaccination, uh, that's a good thing to do. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, we're going to take a short break here for just a minute. Um, uh, we're going to hear from uh, the Deputy Director of the Military Vaccine Agency, Lieutenant Colonel Patrick Garman, because uh, we want to get his comments on Immunization Awareness Month, which happens to be this month. So uh, listen in close, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lieutenant Colonel Patrick Garman, and I'm the Deputy Director of the Military Vaccine Agency. I'm here today to let you know about Immunization Awareness Month. Immunization Awareness Month is a national campaign spearheaded by the CDC annually. The DOD also takes part in this campaign, and for the last three years, DOD has been emphasizing different parts of immunization healthcare. This year, we're emphasizing adult immunizations. The cornerstone of a healthy lifestyle is being up to date as an adult on your immunizations. It's always important when you go see your healthcare provider to ask them about your immunization status. For more information on this topic, you can go to www.vaccines.mil. Remember, it's wise to immunize. Hey, wise words from a guy who knows what he's talking about. And we're back uh, listening to Dot Mill Docs, and we are again today speaking with Captain Neil Nido, Director of Preventive Medicine at the Navy's Bureau of Medicine and Surgery. Another wise guy who knows what he's talking about. And today we're talking about uh, flu vaccines. Uh, I, I noticed when I was in the military that uh, I didn't really have a choice. I don't know if that's true still today. Is the seasonal flu vaccine mandatory for uh, service members? Uh, yes, it, it's still mandatory uh, for service mem- members because, uh, again, uh, uh, the reason for that is not only protecting the individual, but since they're part of a larger group, the military, uh, we need to look out for the entire military uh, uh, as well. But yes, it, it is uh, uh, still uh, mandatory for all military folks to get it. Okay, so it's not just about protecting that individual who's taking the vaccine. It's it's to keep other people from getting it from them, I suppose, which could really bring the whole force down. Right. It's it's about protecting, uh, looking out for your shipmates, as we like to uh, say uh, in the Navy. So, so again, uh, it's for total force health protection that we do make it mandatory for everybody to get it. That, that kind of makes sense to me. I'm, I'm wondering how big a risk the the seasonal influenza is, particularly to service members who might be deployed. You're, you're in different places in the world. Is the seasonal flu vaccine the same vaccine that they give to everybody all all around the world? Uh, in in general, it is. Uh, so the uh, the seasonal flu uh, does not necessarily hit all parts of the world at the same time. And so, again, um, uh, it's it's good to go ahead and get it here, and, and it will protect you even if you're in a, a different uh, country uh, as well. Um, so, again, there could be some some different uh, strains of flu out there uh, where, it ha- where it will have, you know, less protection. Uh, but in general, 
when we uh, give the flu uh, vaccination. Here in the U.S., it it uh, has coverage uh, for the world because, again, when we decide on what goes in the uh, flu vaccine here in the United States, we look at it from the perspective of around-the-world uh, coverage. Ah, okay. And, and okay. in other countries as well. When, uh, so we so all the countries uh, coordinate as to what's going to go into their uh, uh, flu vaccine uh, uh, for that year. Okay, so it isn't it isn't really a concern for uh, for us if if people are deployed in different places and and maybe they're exposed to a different uh, a different strain of the flu or a different vaccine they come back and infect everybody here. Uh, well, there are certain again uh, certain uh, strains do circulate differently than from here, but in general, um, our whatever the um, vaccine that we uh, choose for that year, uh, we look at it towards the eye of, of giving a, a worldwide protection. Okay, okay. But there, are, but, but there can be other strains uh, circulating ar- around, and certainly um, there are differences between the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere as far as strains that are circulating around. But in, but in general, the, the message is get your flu vac- vaccination, and in general that provides a, you know, good level of protection the experts feel to cover you for wherever you go uh, around the world. Good deal, good deal. Uh, Before I ask you about uh, surveillance, which was the the next issue I wanted to get into, I wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, protecting ourselves. I know everyone should get the vaccine, but are there other things that people can do to help protect themselves against the flu virus, especially since we're going to be around civilians and they don't all necessarily get vaccinated? Uh, Yes, well, uh, again, for this year, I I think uh, we're really encouraging everybody uh, to get the the seasonal vaccine you know, uh, flu vaccine. So I, so I think even our uh, civilian uh, brethren uh, uh, will be uh, uh, getting it to a large uh, degree. So, um, But uh, other things that people can do, is, uh, definitely there's lots of things uh, you can do besides the vaccination uh, uh, to protect yourself. So again, hand washing is probably the number one uh, means of, of preventing transmission mm-hmm. of the virus. So uh, again, in particularly with the... Um, H1N1 uh, uh, strain run, uh, being present, uh, again, uh, that's even more reason why to, to do the hand washing. So there are very good studies out there that have looked at it, and, and uh, um, you can't wash your hands uh, frequent enough. So, <laughs> again, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. And, and the hand sanitizers that we have so readily available uh, today as well are, are very good means of of uh, infection control. So again, uh, besides the the, uh, soap and water, the hand sanitizers, so again, uh, especially among our uh, uh, little ones, uh, getting them to wash their hands frequently is is key to protecting them as well. Certainly if uh, you do develop a cough, again, you know, following proper cough etiquette as the CDC has so well uh, emphasized of you know, covering covering up and things like that, uh, you know, is is very very important uh, as well. And and in, and also, uh, um, you know, if you do have if you are coughing, try to distance yourself from uh, you know colleagues, uh, office workers, you know, close by. So again, distance does help to uh, limit transmission of the uh, influenza virus uh, to right. folks as well. 
if you, if if you start to feel a little something coming on, uh, don't don't be too dedicated. Go ahead and stay home. <laughs> right, correct. Uh, that that that's going to be a, a big message this year is to uh, if you feel like uh, you're you know coming down with a, a, you know an influenza-like illness, um, uh, you know obviously uh, uh, let your boss know that you're feeling uh, ill and. Uh, uh, you know, stay home. So again, coming in and then going home is, you know, we'd like you just probably to stay home and 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 call in. So so again, but I'll, you know, obviously, you know, let your bosses uh, know and things like yes. that, and check with your you know your workplace also as to the you know the rules and things. So they they will vary. And again, but in, in general, generally speaking, yes, uh, we are encouraging people uh, uh, to not even come in to work if they feel like they're ill. Let their bosses know. And things like that, because again, um, that promotes spread if you come in and then go home. I, I hear you. Okay, all, all of that makes sense to me. So yeah, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, what uh, Big Navy Medicine is doing for us. I know that you're uh, conducting surveillance on uh, the seasonal flu and the other flus that are circulating around in uh, well here in the states and probably overseas too. Tell me a little bit about exactly what it is that uh, Navy Medicine is doing as far as uh, surveillance. Uh, yes, uh, actually, Navy Navy Medicine has been in the forefront of of surveillance activities uh, for many years in regards uh, uh, to the seasonal flu and the other uh, influenza um, virus types out there. So. Uh, you may, your audience may not know, but uh, actually the Naval Health Research Center under the Global Infectious uh, Emerging Infectious uh, Surveillance Disease Surveillance System, actually they were the ones uh, to pick up uh, initially the presence of uh, H1N1 uh, oh. down in, down in San Diego. Uh, but in regards to the seasonal flu, we we do have an ongoing what we call febrile respiratory uh, illness surveillance uh, system. Uh, in which we closely monitor uh, those areas where um, influenza viruses uh, typically uh, show up first. So again, regards to like our recruit centers, uh, ships and bases, things like that. Yeah. So, we, so we do have an active uh, surveillance uh, program out there. Okay. And, and I do want you to know that I did happen to know that uh, out there in San Diego, you were the first to detect because uh, our current Tricare Deputy Director, Rear Admiral Hunter, just came from there. So she <laughs> she was involved in that effort. Um, yes, yes. So so well, a uh, so a little bit of source of pride there for yeah. medicine that uh, we were able to help out the national effort. No doubt. Um, so I want to ask you uh, maybe what what is the the big message for for this conversation, it seems to me that we're getting out a little early of flu season here. And so my question is, why? Well, I guess it's a two-part question. Why is it so important for everyone to get the vaccine? And more, why do it so early? Right. Uh, good question. And I'm, I'm uh, glad you asked it. The reason why we're starting early this year is because um, it's all part of the national strategy. So the um, uh, the U.S. government asked the manufacturers to produce the seasonal flu vaccine early, so in order to that they can make adequate stocks of the H1N1, the, the special vaccine. So that's a big reason why we have vaccine availability uh, early this year. 
And so again, it's really key for folks to get their seasonal flu vaccine as early as possible, um, which will allow us to then roll out the H1N1 vaccine when it becomes available uh, much more efficiently. So, uh -huh. so again, if, if people wait too long, uh, then there could be potential bottlenecks where both the, the seasonal flu and the H1N1 supplies um, are, uh, you know, running into each other, so to speak, and, and not being adequately, you know, uh, distributed. So, so again, that's why we want to get everybody get their seasonal flu vaccine early this year, because then um, it'll allow for the uh, H1N1 to be rolled out in a timely manner when it becomes uh, available. Okay, so by uh, by getting your vaccination early, you're not just helping yourself again, you're helping the whole community. That's the, the thing to do. Correct. Excellent. Correct. And, and what's nice about it this year with it rolling out early again is um, it comes at a very nice time with back-to-school occurring. So again, I know some of our MTS will probably be having back-to-school campaigns. And, and so again, um, that's all for the good in protecting our little ones uh, from uh, uh, the seasonal uh, uh, flu. Yeah, so so very important. I, I wanted to uh, leave a couple minutes just to ask you if you had any any final message or uh, a final word you'd like to leave us with before we before we go out of the show. Uh, anything that I didn't ask you that I should have or something like that. Uh, again, just reinforcing the message that uh, immunization remains the primary method of reducing seasonal flu illness uh, and its complications, and that uh, the seasonal you know, influenza um, is, uh, you know, uh, a disease that can be very problematic for a lot of folks. And like you said, it can be very severe and, and even cause uh, death. So again, uh, I know the focus is on H1N1, but uh, seasonal influenza uh, still remains a very uh, high importance for us in the public health community to protect people from. And then also, uh, again, that uh, Navy Medicine will be monitoring uh, the seasonal influence of viruses very carefully over the coming weeks and months, and will be proactive in developing contingency plans to address any public health issues uh, if required, and, and that overall the health and well-being of all our beneficiaries is one of our uh, highest priorities in uh, Navy Medicine. Indeed, and thank you very much. Well, I guess that's going to just about wrap up the show. I want to thank you, Captain Nido, for being here, and through you, I guess thank uh, everybody out there at the uh, preventive uh, part of uh, medicine at the Bureau of Medicine and Surgery for uh, helping to look out for us and keep us healthy. Thanks a lot. Yes, and, and just one, one final thing, I'd like to echo that sentiment and, and spread it around to thank everybody um, in Navy Medicine uh, who serves uh, to protect everybody's health that, again, uh, obviously it's a team effort and everybody in the, on the Navy Medicine team is doing their best to uh, protect everyone's health. Couldn't have said it any better. Thanks an awful lot. Okay, thank you. Okay, so that just about wraps up our show for today, and I do want to remind everybody to join us next Thursday when our special guest will be Captain Judy Epstein, staying with our, our theme this month. She's the Director of Clinical Trials at the Naval Medical Research Center, and she's going to be telling us about their ongoing malaria trials. Uh, we're doing some testing that uh, might show some pretty interesting results. So I want to uh, thank everybody for listening and hope you'll all be here uh, next week to listen in with us here on uh, Dot Mill Docs. Bye-bye, everybody. You're listening to Dot Mill Docs. 
a product of the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Health Affairs.